This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. It's Tuesday, March 24th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is your daily coronavirus update. Back to biology class for why it's so hard to kill coronavirus. The virus itself isn't technically alive, and it uses proteins in our own bodies to create millions of copies of itself, in the process, making us sick. It's also worth looking back at history as some viruses have been responsible for some of the most destructive outbreaks in the past 100 years. Sarah Kaplan, reporter at the Washington Post, joins us for a biological look at what we're up against. Thanks for joining us, Sarah. Thanks for having me. We're talking about the coronavirus COVID-19, and a lot of times when we're talking about this, it's almost like a, a step back into high school biology class. You know, we're, we're talking about viruses and how it impacts our bodies. So we wanted to focus in on that a little bit and why the coronavirus and other viruses as well are so hard to kill. One of the things that's interesting about this is that they aren't alive. Viruses are not living things, so to speak. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about that. So there is a debate in biology about whether or not we can even consider a virus alive because it doesn't do any of the things that a living cell normally does, right? Like living cells, they have the ability to make energy, they move around, they have the sort of molecular machinery inside needed to like build proteins and do all the things that you need in order to live. A virus doesn't have any of that. It depends on its host cell. And in the case of the coronavirus, it depends on us for all of those things. So it's just this little packet of genetic material, either DNA or RNA, surrounded by some protein. And basically what it does is it just goes into your cell, takes over, and then starts using all of the machinery inside of your cell to make more copies of itself. We talk about how long coronavirus can live on certain surfaces, like stainless steel and plastics. They say up to three days. In the air, it can live for a few hours. On cardboard, I think 24 hours. There's a lot of different things on how long it can live. But by itself, it's just dormant there. That's why they say if you touch stuff, constantly wash your hands because that moment that you touch it possibly and then touch your face, your eyes, your nose, then it gets into your body and then it has the potential to wreak havoc. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why it's, you know, really all of these public health measures about being careful about your interact physical interactions with other people and also sort of touching things and then touching your face. The virus can't cause trouble unless it gets into your airway. So anything you can do to keep it out of your airway is the best thing you can do to keep yourself safe and other people safe because humans are the vehicle through which the virus spreads. So if a person coughs or sneezes and they are infected, they are spreading the virus back out into the world. Yeah. And this virus and other respiratory viruses, they replicate in two places, the nose and the throat, and then the possibility, and this is where it could get really bad specifically with coronavirus, if it moves into your lungs. And that's where it has the potential to do some real damage. But talk to us about what history has taught us about viruses. In your article, I noticed that some of the most destructive outbreaks of the past 100 years have all been viruses, big flus and SARS and MERS, Ebola, things like that. I mean, I think history really tells us that viruses are a force to be reckoned with and something that medicine is constantly having to catch up to. Because viruses, and particularly what's called RNA viruses, so these are viruses, including the coronavirus, that encode their genetic material in the molecule RNA instead of DNA, which is what we use and other animals use and, you know, most living things use. So when you make copies of RNA, there's no proofreading step in the process. So a lot of mistakes get introduced. And that means that when the virus is making copies of itself, it is mutating all the time really fast. And that makes the virus able to evolve really quickly and adapt to new environments. So one thing that you see if you look back at history of pandemics is that a lot of diseases, sort of emerging diseases that come out in a big way and then really are really destructive are diseases that existed in some animal population and then made the jump into humans. And because humans have never experienced this virus before, it can be really deadly and it can spread really quickly. And so we saw that with many kinds of influenza. We saw that with H1N1. Ebola is what's called, it's called a zoonotic disease, a disease that goes from animals into humans. So Ebola is one of those. HIV is one of those. And now this novel coronavirus, we think it came from either a bat or this scaly anteater called a pangolin or maybe some kind of combination of the two of those. And this capacity to mutate and evolve really fast and adapt really fast really works in the virus's favor. And that really explains why we see so many destructive viruses. Yeah, that's why every year the flu vaccine is just slightly different. They're trying to predict which strain is going to be the one that hits that year. And, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of experts have said that we're a long way from this, obviously, but a lot of people, the population at large will probably get COVID-19. And then after it kind of changes and evolves, hopefully in the future, we're speculating, obviously, it just becomes nothing other than a, a common cold to us. Uh, we've built up immunities to it, things like that. And as I said, a long way off from that, but that's hopefully what people think might happen with this as well. In terms of thinking about developing vaccine and treatments for this virus. Another thing that makes viruses hard to tackle is that because they're so simple, they don't have a lot of vulnerabilities. Like you consider a bacterial cell and a bacterial cell has a cell wall and then you can use an antibiotic like penicillin that breaks the cell wall. And antibiotics like penicillin work against a whole range of bacteria. But a virus like doesn't have any of that. It's using our machinery, which means that its weaknesses are our weaknesses, and a drug that affects its ability to reproduce could also affect us. And so that really complicates this matter of developing antivirals and also eventually the vaccine against this virus. But 
in the meantime, there is this idea that a successful virus, one that is able to persist and replicate itself for a really long time, actually isn't very deadly because deadly diseases tend to burn themselves out because the hosts aren't able to spread the disease around. You think about something like oral herpes, which is a virus that has been with humans for six million years. So before we were even humans, we were like barely split off from our chimpanzee, like common relatives with chimpanzees. Oral herpes is like not great, but it's not deadly. And so it's managed to survive a really long time. And the idea is that the evolutionary pressure is going to be on coronavirus to become less virulent, less deadly, and that allows it to be more contagious. And there are other coronaviruses out there, cousins of this virus, that are just, they cause a common cold. So they just give you sniffles and a cough, but, you know, they're not really as destructive as this one has been. So, you know, that's cold comfort for someone who's sick right now or who cares about someone who's sick or might get sick, and definitely for all of us whose lives have been upended by this. But the idea is that someday maybe it will be a less dangerous version of the pathogen that it is right now. Sarah Kaplan, reporter at The Washington Post. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been your daily coronavirus update. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.